2: hey cobbers from the land down under this is the cricket badger big bash daily podcast whether you're with the strikers the stars or the sixes you might be a renegade enjoy the heat love the thunder like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tie your kangaroo down put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun it's gonna be a ripper big bash 10
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. I'm James the Cricket Badger. Thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies, snapping up the right mortgages for you, Blue Crocodile co.uk. We've seen, but well, we're going to talk about two games today. We've seen a, a, a game in the Big Bash, which, to be honest, uh, having seen the Melbourne Renegades for much of this tournament, um, you could have pretty much predicted the result of this one. We'll talk about that first, and then we'll move on to talk about England in Sri Lanka as well in the second half of today's podcast. To help me do that, it's Ollie Prendergast and Abai Meta. Abai, let's start with the Big Bash, shall we? Because Melbourne Renegades today—they've been the whipping boys of this tournament, haven't they? And, and things are not getting too much better for them. 149 for six for them today. Brisbane Heat chasing that down for the loss of five wickets. One by five wickets with eight balls remaining in that game. And going through the scorecard of this kind of late order resistance for the Renegades, 40 from uh, Fraser McGurk, 50 not out from Bo Webster. Saw the Renegades up to a total, they they had a little bit of a chance of, uh, of defending, but looking at the way the Brisbane Heat went at it with scores for Chris Lynn at the top, another 50 for him. And then we saw Joe Burns, a bit of a redemption tale in the big bash for Joe Burns. 31 not out. And that win takes the uh, Brisbane Heat up into the playoff places now. They're on 20 points from 10 games played in fifth place. And the Renegades, unfortunately, stay on nine points from 10 games. And it's not going to be long, I don't think, before we can actually say that the Renegades, it's going to be mathematically impossible for them to survive. They've got a potential 16 points. which could take them to 25. But I think that's rather unrealistic Gabby, from what we've seen so far.
0: Totally agree with what all you've said. Renegades are trying things. Finch brought himself down today at number four. They're trying things, but he's not able to help his team's cause at all. So it uh, looks very, very uh, bleak for them. Mathematically, it might still be possible, but don't think
1: it will happen. Ollie, Melbourne relegays, as Abba just said, it's uh, it's looking rather unlikely for them. But from the Brisbane Heat's perspective, they were a team that we didn't think too much of in the previews, and the early stages of this big bash daily, and they're starting to come good, aren't they? Up, up into the playoffs now. I I would argue, Ollie, that the Sydney Sixers, Sydney Thunder, Perth Scorchers, Adelaide Strikers, Brisbane Heat are looking a fairly worthy top five. It's going to take some breaking into for, well, the Hobart Hurricanes and the Melbourne Stars who are just below them.
2: The heater on um, a really good run of four, starting to find some consistency. New ball bowlers are capable of taking wickets like Xavier Duck Bartlett did today. Although I didn't see the, what happened, I'm not sure if he's injured or not, but if he can stay fit and they've got their new up and coming player, Mornay Morkel. That, that young lad, that, their... that
1: spring chicken, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. One for the future. Um, he's come in and, and, and he's had a, a good opening, a good debut performance for them today. And I think they are starting to find some sort of rhythm and actually ability with the bat. And, and, and Joe Burns, coming back into the team, really helped galvanise that as well. He he's, looks like it's a really positive thing. And like you said, a redemption story for him. And they even mentioned that on the commentary today, which was really nice. That The news that he'd been left out, even though Pukovsky was chosen, uh, is unavailable for the test and, and, and Harris was chosen above him. He managed to actually hold the innings together when they had a bit of a wobble later on. And that experience... His freshness of mind just to free his arms and go for his shots really helped him over the line when things were getting a bit stickier than they should have.
1: In changing times like these, make a change yourself buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buyer a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. <laughs> It's been a tough time for Joe Burns, Abai, hasn't it? He's sort of travails with the Australian side and in the early part of the first class season in Australia, well documented, lacking in confidence. But it seems that somehow Darren Lehman's kind of taken him under under his wing and just said things along the lines of go out there, be positive, enjoy your cricket, you're part of this side, we value you, etc, etc. And it seems to be working for him.
0: Yes, this was hard uh, time and period for him. Uh, to be honest, everybody wants to represent their country, but you also want to enjoy your game and have a good career, you know, do whatever best you can. So uh, due to injuries, he got chance to represent Australia again and he struggled, but he could redeem himself with some good performances for Brisbane very quickly. It's kind of, he would be feeling good. As you're saying, probably Lehman has, has uh, deserved some credit for this.
1: It's it's strange, isn't it, Ollie? There's a lot of luck involved in sport for me, but particularly cricket, because you can get uh, drop catches off you and go on to make a 100, etc, etc. Sometimes it's not should you be picked for your international side, it's when you get picked for that international side. And if you're picked when you're in fine form, full of confidence, you can take your opportunity. If, like Joe Burns, you get your chance when you're having a bit of a slump, it doesn't work out. So he's been a little bit unlucky because he's obviously a very good player.
2: Absolutely. And it was... Almost a poison challenge to get at the start of this year because he was chosen due to a shortage of players. He wasn't in form. And, you know, everyone talks about, you know, you've got to be the right person at the right time. He was the wrong person at the wrong time for him there. But I think the big bash has come along at the right time for him. And I think it's, it's just those opportunistic things. I think he, he's probably sat back down, further down the rank than he'd like to be now for the opening again, and he might get an opportunity for Australia, but I don't think it will be in the, ne- in the near future in the next 12 months. As Abai said, just go back to enjoying your cricket, go back to do what you do well, and go. And he's in an environment probably where he's much more relaxed, expectations a bit lower, and he's probably a little bit happy not to under that scrutiny as well, and that'll help him really enjoy playing for the Heat, especially in a side that's winning as well.
1: It's not the first time, Abai, I've seen a player that's been struggling for first-class runs in England, and, you know, with the T20 plus used to be in the middle of the season. You often saw players that had struggled for runs in the in the red ball game come into the big bash it just kind of clears the mind a little bit. They, they, it's a little bit simpler, isn't it, T20 cricket? You can just go out there, free the mind, see ball, hit ball. And it's amazing how sometimes it can bring players back into form, they can get back into sync and then enjoy a, a better red ball season after the T20 finished.
0: True that, but uh, it can also be opposite. T20 cricket can be very, very demoralising also for sides and players if they're out of form. Yes, he was out of form in the test cricket and he pulling up uh, Brisbane Heat. I think the credit goes to Brisbane Heat's management. You mentioned Lehman. They've held the unit very well this season. They were not the favourites and actually it looked quite bad for them at the start. But suddenly with the inclusion of these players, Burns has come in and given them more meat. Lin is in form. So credit to their management and the coaching staff.
1: I keep saying on this uh, podcast, Ollie, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the Brisbane Heat are starting to live up to their name. They're warming up a little bit, aren't they? Could they be the dark horses to go all the way? Yeah,
2: they started to look that way. I mean, just following on from that point, I mean, they look like they've really gelled as a unit. I mean, they lost... Chris Lynn, who is by far their most dangerous player for a long period. And it looks like Jimmy Pearson's having quite a, a big role to play on the field as well. Not only with the bat and, and keeping, but he, he seems to be a, sort of the hub for the side as well. Putting there Lewis Gregory, although he didn't contribute today, and, and Joe Denley's experience uh, and Mornay more as we talked about earlier, and a good bowling attack. They're starting to fit, look like a, a really good squad. And we've talked about this before. The sum of their parts is probably, you know, greater than the individual. So I, I, I think they're looking... A tough unit to play at the moment. And it's starting to look a bit more like how the Sixers do. So, yeah, they are. Unfortunately for me as a Stars fan, looks like they might well sneak into it in the form they're in.
1: But just to underline then, the Sydney Sixers, Sydney Thunder, still top two in the table with the Sixers, a six-point gap. At the top there, Per Scorch is in third, with a game in hand, could go above the Thunder into second if they win that game. Adelaide Strikers in fourth and uh, Brisbane Heat now in fifth, both having 20 points from 10 games played. And it's the Hobart Hurricanes on 19 from 10, Melbourne Stars on 16 from 9 and then the Renegades on 9 from 10 will play catch-up in BBL 10, trying to get themselves into those top five spots to uh, seal a playoff berth. Bluecrocodile.co.uk. Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let us Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. The bluecrocodile.co.uk, cricketer of today's match then. Brisbane Heat beating the Melbourne Renegades. We've already talked through some of the likely candidates in this one. We'll start with you, Ollie. Where would you point me to in terms of this award today?
2: The, There's a couple of good performances for the Renegades. Fraser McGurk with his 40 off 33 and and for another cameo. And then Webster with his 50 off 40. The bowling was shared around. It was pretty even and, and solid again across the whole of the heat. And then under batting, obviously Chris Lynn's 50 off 40 was was a really good catalyst for them. And then 31 from Joe, Joe Denley helped it to tick along. But Joe Burns, really, for me, 31 off 15, and he kept them um, going when they had a collapse. They lost three or four quick wickets, just and they were looking like they might struggle to get across the line. But he held it together and attacked really nicely to help them push them quite comfortably over the line in the end.
1: Are you in agreement with that, How are you going to take me somewhere else?
2: No, I'm in
0: total agreement. And uh, he played uh, Joe Burns played the role of an enforcer in this game. Uh, so I'm going for him as, as well
1: yeah I think I'm in agreement as well I think it, we're unanimous for once on this podcast Joe Burns uh, very good innings from him today 31 not out from 15 four fours and a 6 and if you think they, they won that game with 8 balls in hand in the end without 31 off 15 if that had been I don't know 20 off 18 or something like that it could have been a completely different story so his innings at the death there absolutely pivotal in the uh, dying embers of that game taking the Brisbane Heat across the line to Joe Burns is our bluecrocodile.co UK cricketer of today's match. Oh. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook Blue crocodile, right? We've done the uh, big bash, fellas. I've been up since half past three. In fact, before that, um, I've been commentating on the uh, the game in Sri Lanka. England uh, enjoying arguably their best first day of a series for uh, in living memory. I don't think even since WJ Grace's time of England set off in a series quite like this quite unused to it really and I tell you what when I did my previews of the uh, the Sri Lanka series I looked at the test match at the last uh, 11 games have been results the last 8 the team winning the toss and deciding to bat first which they, they all done ended up putting a decent score on the board, putting pressure on their opposition and winning. So when I saw Joe Root had lost the toss just before 4.30 this morning, I had a bit of a sinking feeling. I thought, well, this is going to be a difficult few days for for Joe Root in the field. And A, I think Sri Lanka played quite poorly today. I think some of their shot selection and some of their decision-making was flawed. England bowled well and fielded well, apart from one drop from Dan Lawrence. But it was with the bat, I think. They came out, lost two wickets early on with Sibley and Crawley falling fairly cheaply at the uh, top of the order. But then the two Yorkies got together. Jarut, 66 not out, 47 not out from Johnny Bairstow. And at 127 for two, close of play, Abai, training by eight to runs with still eight wickets in the hutch. It's very much been England's day, and they can probably drive this test match from here.
0: Yes, indeed. Indeed. England are in the driver's seat. Uh, They'd be hoping to make a very big score so they don't have to bat again. For Sri Lanka, it looks very, very difficult. They had a tough series in South Africa with so many injuries. His batting performance without the regular captain uh, was also not so good. So they've got a lot of questions for the answering.
1: Yeah, Karina Ratney ruled out ahead of the toss today, the captain of Sri Lanka. That was a big miss for Sri Lankans, Ollie, wasn't it? He's not just a good leader for them, but a fairly f- um, safe pair of hands at the top of the order, too. They've missed him.
2: Obviously, this Sri Lanka team is lacking like experience and even more so without him. And also coming back off that, that tour of South Africa, South Africa, which was just bruising in more ways than one, um, just in a manner of defeats and actually physically the injuries they picked up. And I think that England have stumbled across a team that's possibly less prepped than them. Uh, in the, <laughs> actually, not often England do that. Really pleasing uh, for the selectors and actually for England themselves that Bairstow who was selected because of his ability to play spin and given the opportunity uh, looked, looked really comfortable and he grew into this confidence in, that, in the innings uh, and him and Root were very proactive full of energy and it was really nice to see and I would like the option of having England picking more horses for courses in, especially in subcontinent conditions and it wouldn't surprise me in the future uh, depending on how players come on if you saw someone for example like Keaton Jennings who who has a good record there, possibly come back into it. Uh, he might not be up on his cup of tea, but it's that sort of selection or go to players who might be more useful with, with turning the ball or spinning it or reversing it in, in conditions where someone like Chris Wokes might not be able to do that. I thought it was really good. And that will lead to something like um, Ben Fokes getting selected. He has a good record out there. And he's an excellent wicketkeeper. So I, I thought it was a really positive day for England all round. And it was actually, in the end, really nice for Johnny Bairstow. Hopefully he can kick on tomorrow and, and more than double his score. But really good for Joe Root as well. He came in at a tricky time. And he actually looked to be proactive, grew into his, into his innings.
1: Yeah, these two have shared a partnership now that's worth 110 runs unbroken. And that's going to start again tomorrow morning. Um, Johnny Bairstow, he's he's an interesting one. I I know him reasonably well from my time at Yorkshire. I think he's far more insecure than people see from the chest out sort of bravado that he, he puts on. And I think criticism actually really wounds Johnny. And I thought it's I think it's quite unfortunate when the team was named this morning. I saw on Twitter and on Facebook a lot of people are by saying, What the hell's he doing in this side? It's a disgrace, blah, 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 blah. They should have Ben folks in, they should do this, that, and the other. And for me as an England supporter, yeah, fair enough. If he if he plays uh, four innings in this series and scores three runs, you can criticise the guy, but get behind him. He's in an England shirt. If you're English, get behind him and support him. And I've seen a lot of Johnny. He's a very, very good player. He's better than people say. Everybody, as soon as you mention him, they say our oh, technical floor, he's a walking wicket. He's going to get bowled in, in test matches. I think if you get a Johnny Bairstow that's confident to playing test match cricket and he's going to grow in confidence after 47 not out today, as Ollie suggested, it's not a job done yet for him. 47 not out needs to turn into something bigger but that innings is going to give him a lot of confidence isn't it going into the rest of this series and then to India
0: you covered many points in this one and his story reminds me of Virender Sehwag uh, the Indian swashbuckling opener Sehwag was also criticised a lot during his career because he had periods of when when he couldn't buy a run but he was so destructive that captains always bagged him and kept him for all formats, even though he might have struggled with his technique or so on. The same thing I feel for Besto. He's so capable, just like you said. It's very important he's bagged, and uh, I think that's why he's making a return because Jorut also knows his people. Uh, that's why he's getting a back, uh, back back his opportunity at number three. So very happy as a cricket fan and also an English cricket team fan. I also hope like Oli. Uh, he doubles his score, so he gets the confidence and a uh, place for England uh, for uh, times ahead.
1: He's 47, not out overnight. You both want him to double his score, so you just want him out in the nineties. at 94 for Johnny Bairstow. The prediction from both uh, Ollie and Aboy. And um, Johnny Bairstow in Ollie. And it's a lot of it's about confidence. With every sportsman, it's about confidence. Feeling like you belong. Feeling like you've got the trust as the selectors, etc., etc. If you get a Bairstow that's ticking those boxes, he's an asset to this Test side, regardless of who they're playing. So, yeah.
2: I, do you know what? It, it's a really funny thing about Johnny Bairstow. To watch him bat, it's when he's on form. It's really, it's really great see play he's fluent he's busy he's such a powerful hitter of the ball but today there was an example of it and they talked about how he's got deftness to his game as well he did a late cut for four in the middle of his innings and it and, it, and they talked about it said he's more than just a power player I think he will thrive from responsibility of being picked that he's good against spin he looked confident against against it um, and it gives him time to help rebuild his confidence and confidence in his own game that he can kick on against all bowlers because he's got the talent to do it and he's showed it time and time again he's what's he got 1200s or something like that in tests body, less. Um,
1: But the body, the body language for me for him today after seeing him play a lot of cricket he looked like somebody who was gritting his teeth and was yes. determined to prove himself and it was good you know it didn't have to be pretty didn't have to you know doesn't have to be quick and you know I've seen a lot of his red ball innings where he can be determined and dogged and it's not all about the smacking it to the fence all the time but he, <sighs> he, can, he can hit the ball hard he's got the Gears and that, yeah, I think he's a, he's an asset to this England side, and uh, I wish people would give him a little bit more of a chance than they are doing at the moment. You know, he, even some of the comments I saw after his 47 not out today was, well, yeah, of course he's going to get runs. He's playing a bent support Sri Lankan side, and he's playing on Asian wickets. He's more than that, and I I think uh, hope that Johnny Burster gets a long run in the uh, Test side. Crickets a game played with balls, you gotta look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com. Help oh, you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh. Get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com Donbass, mm. 5 for 30. I don't think bowled very well today. I could think you could see from his body language that he wasn't totally you know, happy with the way it was coming out and he bowled a few balls short. But Abai, when it's your day, we talk about luck and he got a bit of luck along the way today. You ride it, you take the 5 for 30 and hopefully he grows in confidence and uh, it comes out a little bit better second time around.
0: No doubt. It would be so good for him because now he's, he's not satisfied and he's got a 5 So imagine if he does his best Uh, How much, uh, how many wickets he can take. So good news for England. I think uh, Dombes is really good and he's bowled really well earlier. When he's not had good returns, unfortunately for him. So he deserves this bit of luck today.
1: Yeah, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it, for Dom Best. But England had a fantastic day today. I don't think anybody can argue Thought Joe Root was really good with the captaincy today. Some of his field placings they work. And again, that's just you know, some days things come off for you and some days they don't. And Joe Root's captaincy, all of all of the people he turned to in the field seem to come up trumps for him. So England can be very happy with day one. It's only day one of potentially ten in this series for <laughs> England. Training by eight runs after day one in goal and looking pretty decent. I mean, the strength and depth of England, good players on the bench in this series. They got players like Ollie Pope, Jofra Archer, Ben Stokes, not even in the country because they've been rested or um, on paternity leave, Rory Burns on paternity leave. I, I was on commentary today with uh, my colleague and he said in, in boredom, in lockdown, he picked three sides, a test side, an ODI side and a T20 side for England. And he read them out to me. No player was in more than one side so that you could only pick um yeah so there's 33 players on this list and he read out these 11s and i'll tell you what each of those 11s i can't remember them all off the top of my head but each of the 11s you wouldn't mind taking the field in any of those formats england have got real quality and and yeah particularly in the bowling department have got serious strength in depth
0: yes i had a similar conversation with a friend and uh, he was uh trying to you know point out that they're still uh, in batting. They have extremely good bench strength because see, uh, Burns is not playing, and Oli Pope is not playing, and they had they have Lawrence, and uh, you know they could include Besto. They don't have Stokes and uh, others, uh, so they've got so so much of uh, strength uh, in bowling. Probably in our conversation, uh, we, we were thinking they're very dependent on Broad and Anderson, but if you really see, Vokes is ready to lead the attack they've got Archer they've got Wood yes really good times for England and uh, the cricketing world has to really stand up and watch uh, their bench strength as of now as
1: I say just one, get, one day gone in a potential 10 in this uh, series in Sri Lanka things can change but Ollie, it's not a bad time to be an England fan is it they could use this series to gain some confidence ahead of the trip to India and you know, hit the ground running a little bit more And in, in that campaign maybe India have got a little bit more on their plate than they, they bargained for
2: I think it's really like you said earlier in the, in the the cast really nice to start a series well, which we don't often do, and I think that will bring a lot of confidence. I think if they win this game and they look like they're gonna put themselves in a good position to potentially do that, be interested in seeing how they approach the the second game. Will they look to give some experience to some of the players that have gone there uh in the squad, say someone like a Verdi? or a Mason Crane or a Parkinson to throw in there as a third spinner or will they keep it as it is and head to India with confirmation of what they know they want to uh, how they'll use it there I imagine they'll keep it the same because I think they're going to err on the side of caution and they want to you know make sure they get the 2-0 win to push themselves as high as possible up that World Test Championship table whilst also um just keeping players involved in the squad i think it's a great time to be a fan especially across the white ball this is really encouraging to see the talent we've got across the red ball and it'll be interesting to see joe root develop the squad over the next 18 months so it's we're all looking towards the ashes next year but we have got to start looking post ashes as well when are we can start looking at people and, and i mentioned earlier to take over from anderson and Broad. not that they have to retire just after that talk that um Ashes. but even Chris Wokes is 31-32 so we need to start looking at who is going to be that swing bowler who is seen and that's a really exciting time because I, I, as you said there's so much talent flying around in each game at the moment
1: well, you, you got the likes of Ollie Robinson you've got the likes of Ollie Stone you've got plenty in the county scene that have been on the periphery for what seems like a, a few a couple of years now. They're all good players. You know, England's mm. got serious quality and strength in depth and it's going to be interesting. But caveat again, just one day out of a potential 10, a lot, a big, big sort of 2021 ahead. India away, New Zealand at home, India at home and then the Ashes. This one day does not make a year but it's a good start. <laughs> so, uh, We'll see how they get on over the uh, the next few months as well. Abai and Ollie, as always, it's a pleasure. Oh,
2: It's a pleasure to pleasure, James, and Abai. Thanks very much uh, for having me on today. Great conversation.
1: Thank you, guys, and uh, thank you out there for listening to the Big Bash days. We'll be back every single day talking about the Big Bash and all these Test matches that are going on as well. We've got uh, Australia against India as well, the fourth Test match of that series, mouth-watering, coming up as well. So plenty of discussion points to talk about on these big bash dailies as we go through the next few weeks thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for the continued support of these podcasts i've been james the cricket badger i'm gonna go and get some sleep now and i'll see you again tomorrow
2: big bash 10 thanks for listening we'll bring you another edition of the cricket badger big bash daily podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow see you then
0: Podcast Network.